Hey, Jake. Yeah, Dustin. I was just thinking, what if our fans want to, you know, follow us on social media? Well, if they wanted to do such a thing, they could follow us uh, on Twitter at Disney Dudes PC. The PC stands for podcast. Wow. What a great name. <laughs> well, that Disney dudes was taken by some dogs, so I had to do the other one. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. <sighs> I sure do like listening to the show, but I have to remember to check every so often to see if a new one is out yet. Oh, that's true. Well, you wouldn't have to check. Subscribe to us on iTunes, because that way you could get it downloaded directly to your iPhone, your tablet, your PC, whatever it is you use. We're on iTunes, so if you wanted to find us and just... You could do so by just searching Dudes Watch Disney in the podcast section and click the subscribe button. Wow, that, that sure sounds simple. I know. That's why I read it off this sheet of paper. <laughs> Seriously, though, if you want to subscribe to us, it really helps us out, makes us feel good. It does. But it doesn't have to be on iTunes. We're also on SoundCloud. That would be soundcloud.com slash Dudes Watch Disney. And we're, on, we're putting these up on YouTube. But I can't tell you the URL for that because YouTube is stupid and we have to get 100 subscribers first before I can make it what I want to be. Right now, it's just a bunch of numbers. So if you go subscribe, I don't have to say this next time. So on the YouTube, you would just search for Dudes Watch Disney, yeah, right? Yeah, and you'll probably find us. Just look for our big dumb faces in the thumbnail. You'll know it. Thus far, we haven't been overly active on the social media, but that's going to change. We're going to be tweeting up a storm. Yeah, that's what we do. Tweeting in your mouth, I think you said as well. <laughs> tweeting... All over your body. <laughs> so look out. Uh, and then, yeah, that's basically it. If you wanted to help, uh, feel free to rate or review or like or whatever it is you do on these things. Uh, I know people say five-star reviews on iTunes are a really big deal. So we don't know until we get them. So you'll have to give them to us. And if you do, we'll totally read them on the air. And tell very, you your name is cool. We're very vain. It's true. We're easily won over. If you would like to send money, my, uh, <laughs> if you'd like my PayPal is... Ladies, if you'd like to slide into our DMs, that's fine, too. <laughs> so, wrapping it up, dudes watch Disney. Subscribe. Watch. Enjoy. Ta-da! Dudes watch Disney podcast. We watch films and have a blast. Rank them all from first to last. It's, it's a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dudes Watch Disney. Episode three ain't enough, man. I need five. It's time for Bambi. Another animated classic comes right after. We just did Dumbo before this. I hope to God we like this movie more than we did Dumbo. It'd be hard not to. Right. I'm Jake, by the way. I don't think I said that. Yeah, you didn't. I'm Dustin. <laughs> How are you doing today, Dustin? I'm good. Have a good day. I'm doing pretty good myself. Uh, you know, it's summertime. Uh, my girlfriend's out of town for the summer, so it's just me. So it's gone, like, full-blown summer of George in here. I'm just eating. <laughs> pretty much just eating fast food and laying on the couch and hoping the house doesn't burn down sometime in the next month. <laughs> Been a good time so far. And, uh, you know, spending the rest of my time watching Disney movies, so. Very nice. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, the one we're watching today, uh, Bambi, based on an Austrian book, apparently, called Bambi, A Life in the Woods, looking into some little fun facts about how it was uh, received and everything when it came out. It actually won three Academy Awards, but they were all for sound and music, so, you know, not like got Best Picture or anything like that. <laughs> The novel that it's based on, not for kids. Uh, it yeah, I was seeing that. A lot of violence, murder, sex. Apparently, uh, 
Disney got the rights to this film in 1937. The actual release year for the final film was 1942. So they sat on it for a while. Part of that was because trying to adapt the script for younger audience and also part of it was it was hard to animate deer so right and, and also the the forest itself they the other disney movies have been sort of non you know, fantasy and, and non-realistic yeah, and walt was very particular on this one about wanting the forest to look just right and they put a ton of work into that this was actually supposed to be their second animated feature it was supposed to be snow white bambi right but uh, they spent so long uh, and walt was such a perfectionist about how he wanted this movie to look that it uh, you know took much longer to get to it you uh you got any childhood memories of watching bambi uh yeah i watched it a lot uh <laughs> at a kid as a kid there you go <laughs> i'll start over at a kid <laughs> Yeah, I watched it a lot. Uh, I was a big fan of Bambi growing up. Yeah, we got into this a little bit in the, the Snow White episode at the beginning, but uh, yeah, this was a Grandma's House movie for mm-hmm. us. This was over at our, uh, our nanny and Papa's house. And yeah, we talked about Papa was a hunter and would have deer heads on the wall and shits and would like, root for the, the bad guys in this film. Right, which is kind of, I imagine what it would be like what watching uh, wrestling uh, with a small child would be like now. Like, if you root for the bad guy, and they're like, no, Hulk Hogan's going to win, and, like, same sort of thing. Or John Cena now. Yeah, I was going to say, good job picking 30 years ago, wrestling. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, and so he's actively rooting for man here, since he's, yeah. like, clearly that's who I, he identifies with. Maybe it was a ploy. I went to a house show in 2011, and <laughs> there was a, like... Very small child in front of me that was a big John Cena fan, and I spent the whole time telling him that the Miz was going to kick his ass because I knew obviously that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> and so you know the kid got to get in my face when he won and shit. Maybe that's what our papa was doing too. He was like, yeah, could be plant the seed of doubt in this kid. But there are lots of things about this because we watched it so many times over there. Uh, lots of things that we that uh, they reference all the time now, like Twitter painting. Uh, yes. thing. That, I was going to say. I think you keep saying we watched it so many times. I don't think I did. No, it it might have just been I or I was like young, young. Because what this is, uh, I guess, like after you were born or whatever, uh, it's difficult to deal with two kids at once. So I get rid of the loud, annoying one myself and leave you know <laughs> the baby. And uh, and so I think I spent a lot of time over there just getting out of our, our parents' hair while they could be. Yeah, you. that would make sense. But yeah, because we we mentioned several times now, pay attention if you haven't figured this out by now, but in 2009, we watched through basically this whole spiel that we're doing for the podcast now, and like I felt like I knew nothing about Bambi going into it then. Like I knew, uh, you know, there's a death that happens, but I couldn't remember, for one, if it was his mom or his dad, and that's basically it. Like I couldn't have told you what Bambi's voice sounded like. Uh, I knew... Yeah. I knew Thumper uh, because our mom used to reference Thumper like all the damn time Uh, talking about... Well, at least when I was a kid talking about uh, like the whole uh, you can't say anything nice, don't say nothing at all. If you weren't shit-talking everybody, then... (laughs) Could have been. I probably needed to hear that as a kid. But, uh, so yeah, and then I got some memories of the 2009 watch which, you know, helped me going into this, but it wasn't anything important plot-wise. So, but, you know, not to get too far into things, but plot's not the major focus a lot of the time in this movie. It's more about ambiance and just, like, 
a picture of life in the forest. Like, it's hard to remember things that happen in Bambi because basically there's one thing that happens in the middle of the film, and that's about it. Well, I mean, it is, on the other hand, it is Bambi's journey into manhood. Um, yeah, okay. Or adulthood, I suppose, since yeah. it's deer, deerhood. Uh, whatever. But, you know, uh, learning about the world and then having to take more and more responsibility and right. eventually, you know. But in a lot less uh, blatant way as like Pinocchio was. Right, or Lion King later. Like, it's not True. like, hey, you've got to take responsibility, you've got to do this. Like, right. shit just sort of happens to yeah, him. And he, basically. Right. He's not on like some sort of heroic quest. This no, is just... No, this, nothing this of that the, nature. Like, like the John Lennon line. This <laughs> he doesn't is, like go for revenge after his, his mom gets shot. Spoilers. Right. This is, you know, but this is like, life is what happens while you're busy making other plans. Like this is, Bambi didn't set out to go on this quest. It just, you know, happens he has to grow up just like everybody has to grow up and uh, take his place in the in the natural order of the forest you got anything else to talk about here at the beginning a forest it's a place with a lot of trees i, <laughs> I, think, I think they got that one <laughs> i didn't know what a thicket was when i was little and i was really confused about where they were trying to go like okay. get in the cricket like that's not that doesn't make sense is jiminy over there yeah Okay, well, uh, I guess with that, let's get into the thicket of this film. Nice. That's transitions for you. We open up with an opening credits song called Love is a Song That Never Ends, which, much like every other song in this film, is entirely forgettable. It's just general happiness, like, choir, giving us some kind of background music for the fluttery meadow-looking scene we're looking down on. Yeah, this film, uh, as, and we'll see this as we continue on, is one of the rare Disney movies that is still, I mean, I guess it's a musical, still has all these different songs yeah, in it. Original songs, yes. But none but of the characters sing It's all non-diegetic. Right. Like, it's not sung, but there's not a big sing-along from Bambi's mom, like, yeah. saying, you've gotta grow up. Like, it's nothing. Yeah, no characters sing in this right. movie. It's all... Choir off off screen, I suppose. Right. I will say, noticeable animation improvements oh, over yeah. <laughs> over Dumbo. Just right from the beginning, we see it's all hand drawn, uh, like detailed scenery. Right, and and the the depth and the detail mm-hmm. in, the, in the forest is impressive. Part of the way they got that is by layering different uh, drawings on top of each other to make you know to give the three D impression and the uh, density of the forest. Um, but yeah, and also, uh, you know, talking about the music, the, the original songs, much like, uh, what I brought up with Snow White, the original songs, not particularly, you know, memorable, don't really stand out, but there's a heavy focus on like the score and how it matches up with the actions that are on screen. Like, you know, just as an example, there's a scene where it starts raining later and it's like individual drips of water dripping down on leaves. And every time that happens, it's like you know, a clarinet sound, and then it will start hitting on a different, uh, like a different drop will be hitting on a different leaf, and that'll be, you know, two different clarinets going back and forth, leading into a big, like, orchestral piece. Yeah, at the end of the, of, at the end of our discussion, we'll give a score on each of the things, but I will say now that my music score is very high for this movie, even though you said the, uh, the songs themselves are not... Yeah, I mean, they're dog shit. Like, we can call it what it is. Well, that's... Uh, okay yeah <laughs> but i mean it is it's better than the like stupid clown jack-in-a-box soundtrack that we got from tumbo this so. is kind of what uh what i want fantasia to be like fantasia i think uh you know we obviously didn't like it all that much but then we watched Dumbo and then felt mm-hmm. bad about it 
But, you know, we got kind of bored with it. And we Fantasia, wanted not very playful, I'd say. Well, right. And this we wanted was, a plot. And so this way, right. they, they worked in some of the elements from Fantasia where they're like sort of visual representations of these songs. Right. Like with the raindrops, like what we were saying. But they're worked into the context of a story that they're trying to tell and cute, fur, cute furry animals doing things, you know. Right. Instead of like, here's the story of evolution. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was a, con- or a deal with like dealing with too high of a concept. It could be. Maybe scaling it's it down. Too abstract. Uh, I will say, scaling it down sort of feels like a recurring theme for this film because it feels, I mean, we're not too far into things yet, but I will say it feels like a very small story. Like it's just focusing on Bambi's life, what's happening around him. It's not big. There's not over-the-top sing-alongs or goofy comedy characters like Snow White, and there's not like, let's hammer home a moral like Pinocchio. It's just a small little world that we're living in. And I think by doing that, it makes for a very good story. Like, it's nothing gets out of proportion. It's just here, we're focused on this, and we care about the characters, which is not something that was true with Dumbo, which is just small and, you know, incompetent. <laughs> right, and, and and despite having talking animals, other than that, it, there's not a whole lot of magic. Yeah. Small name magic here, not Disney magic. Like, right. just... <laughs> There's not a lot of supernatural, like... Uh, Definitely. And so we know as an audience the th- things that Bambi would be concerned with, for like finding food and, you yeah. know, what predators and those kinds of things. Uh, so we understand Bambi. You don't have to explain who Bambi is and what... Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, getting into our little intro here, we see sort of a sweeping view of all the animals of the forest. We get squirrels and, like, baby birds fighting over grapes and a mouse and... We see a rabbit family. They're important a little later on. And then we meet the uh, the grumpy owl, who I, I thought you might enjoy quite a lot. Yeah, as a little kid, I enjoyed the grumpy owl. I still identify with him today. I feel like he's fantastic. Yeah. Just cranky with everybody for no reason. I find, like, owls in general have a good, like, grump face of just scowling at everything. Sort of a recurring thing uh, in Disney to focus on owls. Like, you've got the yeah. Winnie the Pooh owl. You've got the owl in this. There's the owl in uh, Fox and the Hound. Uh, yeah. This owl, better than Fox and the Hound owl, well, perhaps, Big Mama, or whatever her name yeah. is. But yeah, I I mean, this movie made me think a lot about Fox and the Hound watching it. Maybe it's just because it's another forest tale, but, you know. Uh, before we meet all those families, and we're sort of seeing a few different animals along the way, we have our weird Disney ass fixation again. There's a squirrel sleeping on a branch, and underneath his tail is a chipmunk sleeping in basically oh. his asshole. Um, I did like see human that centipede made out of squirrels and chipmunks. My brain didn't go to that. My first thought was like squirrel waking up from a night on the town. And like, <laughs> Whoa! I woke up with a chipmunk. Yeah, time. but then I realized like uh, chipmunks are much smaller. That's probably like an offspring, right. not. Uh, we're not waking up from that. But. The original plan for these two is they were going to be recurring characters throughout other Disney uh, things. They were going to be like yeah. their Disney Laurel and Hardy, <laughs> uh, but then their role in this oh, movie like outside got, of like cross movie uh-huh. platform. Yeah, huh. like uh, like I suppose Chip and Dale eventually became, or I don't know the timeline on that. Sorry, Disney people who know more than me. Yeah, but they uh, got cut down a whole bunch uh, throughout drafts of the movie, and eventually right. just. This Basically movie had nothing to do. Quite short. Uh, I don't it's know short, if there was yeah. a lot of things that got cut like that. It sounds like there were. But uh, it's Imagine only about an hour long. Working on a reduced budget after they had the flops of Fantasia probably, and yeah. Dumbo, and this still being released during World War II. Yeah, that probably fucked up a lot of movie studios. Like it, It's weird to think Disney could have not made it out of this very realistically. but I guess, but like, what a time 
for movie making, though. Right. Like the late 30s, you get uh, Wizard of Oz, you get Gone with the Wind, you get. Right. Well, yeah. and even in like Nazi Germany, filmmaking was still a huge deal. Yeah. It's like I took film history classes and I don't remember the names of any of them, but there was like the woman director over there that did all the Nazi propaganda stuff. She's important to history. I don't know her name, but whatever. Helga. Helga. <laughs> yeah. Helga Pataki. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> so the uh, the big buzz about the forest is that uh, a doe has had a baby, so everyone's got to come and go visit, and uh, the baby is is referred to as the young prince of the forest. Not much has gone into about this right now, but... Yeah, I don't know if there's a hierarchy, like lions are kings of the jungle, and like deers are princes. Like, I don't so, know. I don't know if this is a... I don't, I don't know if, this, deal. if the, the mother is the queen of the forest. She, she doesn't seem to be, because we do meet the father of the child later, and he has no interaction with the mother at all. Very like, little with Bambi. Like, this is sort yeah. of a Papa was a Rolling Stone I guess so. deal. Well, in Lion King, and this isn't mentioned in the film, but there's, like, there's one male and a million lionesses in the, the lion pride, because that's how it works in actual nature. Maybe it's that sort of situation with the deer as well. Or, but we see other males, like... Uh, they come adult ones. Yeah, they come uh, parading yeah. through at one point. Not parading, they're like stampeding, right? <laughs> but they're deer, so that's, it's a little prancy. That's yeah, true. Yeah, we get the like obligatory deer learning to walk scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I've seen a lot of that in animation. Santa Claus is coming to town is one example. The put one foot in front of yeah. the other. Also Rudolph. So maybe it's just a Christmas thing. I don't know. But uh, yeah, we get to meet. Uh, you know, baby deer not talking yet, just born. But we get to meet side character, uh, a little young rabbit named Thumper. He's pretty adorable. I think they captured really well the, like, kids say the darndest things aspect of Thumper here. Right. Because he's always saying something you probably shouldn't point out, but a kid doesn't know, like, tact, so also he, he does he it anyway. sounds very much like a little kid, like the sound of his voice and all that. And he's all, He's got, like, that just talking a little too loudly thing going on. Right, he doesn't have an indoor voice. Right. Uh, this movie, uh, rare amongst animated movies, uh, in that it's... Young characters are voiced by young people, that's right. voiced by children, uh, much like the Nicktoons show Hey Arnold. Yeah, uh, I remember that was a big deal. Yeah, so happened. it's pretty rare, but I think it helps here. I think it makes the the young characters sound authentic. Yeah, um, they almost the they almost didn't cast the little boy who plays Thumper uh, because he has such a loud voice and was so obnoxious or whatever. I thought you were going to say some horrible 1940s shit about like he was a black kid or something. Walt really enjoyed him. Walt Walt really liked him. And so they said, no, this is what Thumper should be like. The rabbits themselves, they originally were supposed to have different personalities for each of the the baby rabbits. Yeah, but then they decided, no, we'll make one different color, make him stand out. He'll have a personality. The rest of them... That's probably the sort of thing that should have happened on Dumbo. I know I'm shitting on Dumbo a lot, but with the four bitchy elephants, you probably could have just merged it in. Right. I mean, maybe you need a few to show he's excluded. Like, you can't just have one person excluding you from society. You need. Right. uh, You can't sit with us, you know, if you want to go mean girls on it. Uh, okay, but, so, so Thump, Thumper's there. Thumper says the line that you mentioned earlier, that if you can't say anything nice, then don't say nothing at all, uh, which is cute and adorable and has become a uh, thing that parents tell their children and uh, yeah. as advice. Uh, it's sort of uh, referenced in the movie Steel Magnolias uh, when one of the characters says, uh, if you can't say anything nice, then come sit by me. <laughs> um, 
was sort of a play on that, but I've never seen that movie. But sassy. Okay, so we see, you know, the deer is born, everyone in the forest is happy, and as we're fading away, we do get a silhouette of uh, what's later referred to as the great prince of the forest, the big dad deer, uh, <laughs> silhouetted on the sunset, looking down on the events. Uh, I was confused as to how, again, hierarchy, uh, the dad is also still a prince and not the king. I don't know how well, that works. Well, uh, that's, what, that's what I'm thinking. Lion is king, deer prince. Yeah, maybe. And he passes on his title of prince to his son. Right. Next scene here, we're, we're growing up a little bit. Bambi's walking around with his mom. You know, he doesn't quite have the thing, the, the hang of things. He's still stumbling and, uh, you know, trying to learn how to how to pick himself up and get along. Kind of reminded me of the scene in Fantasia where the Pegasus baby was, like, learning to fly. Like, it's kind of similar. Bambi's ass, like, isn't keeping up with what his front half is doing, so he's trying to adjust. On their walk, they re-encounter the bunnies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bambi tries... Uh, does the same nose twitch as Thumper for a while, which is adorable. Yeah, that was pretty cute. Uh, and then they also encounter one of the more confusing characters of all of Disney movies, <laughs> Flower the Skunk. Yeah. And it, when they first talk to him, they do make it clear that, well, they don't really make it clear. Nothing they is made barely clear. say uh, that it is a guy. They use uh, male pronouns with him. Uh, I didn't even catch those. It's, it's subtle, and you could almost when make When we watched in 2009, everyone in the room thought this was a female Right, character. until later on in the movie when uh, <laughs> he grows, she transitions, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We see grown-up uh, Flower later, and it's like, Hi, Bambi! <laughs> it caught us all off guard. But it's, yeah, so it's, yeah, I suppose it's supposed to be male. They use he, him, uh, with him uh, when they first introduce him, but... Right. Very much girly, like uh, sniffing the flowers and like just just very effeminate. Uh, right. Not that the other characters comment on this in any way, and it doesn't necessarily Which seem is to be done. accepting of the forest. Right, but it doesn't creatures, seem to, you know? <laughs> to be done to like play for laughs or anything. It's just like, oh yeah, that's a skunk. Skunks are gay. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Bambi is the one who inadvertently names Flower uh, because the scene we're getting here is. Thumper's kind of teaching Bambi, you know, the ways of the forest, teaching him some words. This is where he points out to Bambi the birds flying and tries to teach him the word bird, which, you know, it's the cute scene in the movie where Bambi, you know, is learning things. And uh, he sort of sniffs his way into a flower patch and Thumper points out flower. And then Bambi sees Flower the Skunk in there and names him that. But uh, that's the end of that scene. Now we're jumping forward a little bit further in Bambi's life, and we got a storm. Drip, 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 little from shower. <laughs> yeah, uh, we get another one of those kind of sing-alongs. Uh, Which I, I... There are certain songs you think of when you think of any Disney movie or whatever. Like, there's probably one number that sticks with you for whatever reason when I hear Bambi that's what I hear in my head right away <laughs> this song reminded me of two things uh, one there's a rain song in Mini Adventures of Wayne the Pooh as well mm-hmm. the rain 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 came down 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 and I like that movie I'm gonna keep bringing it up until we get to mm-hmm. that uh, but then also the vocals reminded me of Bioshock which kind of ruined everything because it's a very creepy setting playing like warbly uh like record soundtracks so but during the april shower and the storm that accompanies with they uh, go on on his first trip to the meadow mm-hmm. and uh, he couldn't go before he wasn't old enough couldn't handle right. it couldn't handle going to a meadow right well you know we we takes we wait until we get to the actual meadow so like 
show the audience that there's danger here. It's been a very happy-go-lucky film so far. Like, once we get there, his mom's kind of like, wait. And then we sort of slow down. There's a tonal shift. And uh, she kind of explains that, uh, in like, the first real conversation of the movie is she's saying, like, hey, never run out in the meadow on your own. Stick close to me. Let me see that it's safe. You have to be careful. There's scary things in the world out there that can hurt you. Right little kid like which is the lesson that all little kids have to learn at some point now not right. after one is you know you can't go in a big open field but <laughs> right you know uh your life is great and then yeah. you learn that there are things in the world that can hurt you and want to hurt you right uh bambi's mom's voice uh reminds me a lot of littlefoot's mom in uh land before time which a lot of similarities there trying to teach a young one the ways of the world because not right. not gonna be there for his life right now land before time like 50 40, years yeah, later. 40 years later. Right. But, uh, you know, that's some serious parallels. But the mom goes out to check the meadow, and uh, it, it, it's the first hint we get that there might be some conflict in this forest. And it's a pretty tense scene. Like, I I didn't, you know, not remembering this film that well, I didn't remember the timeline of events. So I'm like, oh, is this going to be it? Does this happen right early on? Uh, it doesn't. Uh, we get sort of sneaking out, silent, silent, silent okay, Bambi, you can come out, it's safe. And then it's a happy-go-lucky scene again in the uh, in the meadow, meadow. Bambi starts frolicking across. And... Right, they run into Thumper. Uh, Thumper tries to tell him what's good to eat. Uh, Clover, of course. He would, he tells him to just eat the flowers and ignore the green stuff, yeah. but then Thumper's mother does. It's like some after-school special shit about right. eating Thumper's your greens. mother's here to poop on your party again, and... Make sure that Thumper remembers that you have to eat the green stuff, too. He has this little rhyme that goes with it, but he adds his own little sassy bit at the end. Right. We also get some uh, some more, like, side adorable creatures. There's a baby duck who's afraid of the water, and, like, asshole Bambi comes splashing about, and there's another grumpy face from the duck there, so... Much like Bambi's dad, Thumper's dad is talked about here... About! <laughs> is talked about here. We never see him. But you never see him, um... I don't know. There's like a strong, like independent women in this movie, like just raising well, their kids. Yeah, it's like, maybe that's that's a thing we're supposed to pick up on. Of and no, animals can disappear oh. in this forest. Well, no, but he's still around. Clearly, he's like, what does your father always tell you? Is what, no, what okay. they say before he says his little bit about eating the green shit. Maybe, uh, maybe it's a cover up. Maybe they're saying like, oh, he's just on business trip, but he's you know dead. But he's a rabbit. Dead so, in I mean, a meadow he's probably out. He's out fucking somewhere, right? Like, well, could be. He's a bunny. Yeah. Uh, we also meet another character in this uh, meadow. We meet Girl Bambi. Uh, it's a scene... I said this scene, scene feels very familiar. Like, I didn't... I don't know if it appeared on some other tape I had as a kid, but, like, Bambi's sort of, like, sitting in the middle of a little pool and then, like, poking her head out of the reeds behind him. It's, like, on one side and then on another side. And uh, she keeps licking him, which is weird. Yeah, but... Uh, uh, sneaking out and kissing him. Yeah, like girls do. You know, girls, uh, girls not very well represented in this movie. I felt I'll get more into this later, but all giggly, flirty, flirty yeah. like yeah, they're like the, they're all the fish from Pinocchio. Yeah, I suppose so. Fantasia, right? Then we get a whole herd of deer, yeah, uh, the male deer that I said existed and you tried to deny. <laughs> Shut up! They they're uh, running and jumping across the meadow. Bambi, uh, you know, watches them and sort of mimics what they do, and it's. It's clear that he's still very young, but that he wants to appear big and strong like the rest of the deer. The deer all freeze, and uh, Bambi doesn't know like what 
what's the reason for this? He looks around, and then we see Big Dad Deer up on looking over the meadow again. Uh, and it's it's clear, like the movie conveys like sort of a like the silent regalness of this this uh, you know great prince. The buck. Yeah, so he's a presence, an aura. Yeah, like everyone stops what they're doing, and he like slowly strides across the meadow, and that's. I like the, the the silent moments like this of the film, I think, are very strong of just Fantasia meant to be like, oh, it's beautiful. Look at this beautiful scene. But like things like this work a lot better for me, I think, of just everybody stops, watch this majestic deer, you know, like stroll his way across the forest and drink from the pond. Uh, also during the scene, you know, the dad deer meets Bambi's eyes and uh, like looks down on him. We don't really know what the relationship is there yet, but... We can sort of see there's a connection. The mom sort of explains to Bambi and the audience that, like, everyone respects respects the great prince of the forest. Because uh, he's the he's the oldest deer. He's lived the longest. He knows the most. Mm-hmm. But then it's, uh, it's at this moment where shit starts going bad. Uh, man is in the forest. Man. The, the ever-present, slightly off-screen villain presence of this film. Probably shouldn't have said presence twice there. <laughs> yeah, they, they realize, uh-oh, we all got to get out of this meadow, and Mom and Bambi get separated. So thankfully this is a moment where the Great Prince steps in, and he comes and finds Bambi and leads him to safety, and then we hear a gunshot as they escape. And I, again, thought, uh-oh, this is the moment. But it's still not the moment. The mom escapes again. Also... Uh, Maybe that's what makes uh, Bambi's mother's death so bad later on. Because you film. think it, because you like, think she's more clear, like a, it didn't happen this time. Yeah. I think she gets away, like we don't have to worry about it. That's a good move. A rule of three, too. Like, yeah, maybe think it's happening, think it's happening. Then it happens on the third one. But uh, uh, the gunshot sound effects kind of ruin it for me because they're very like old western, like, <laughs> <"Dang!"> <laughs> like it's very silly. It reminds me of uh, the first time I watched the nineteen eighty nine Batman of like. Well, Tim Burton directed this, so we got this really silent, grim, like, uh, vision. But then all of a sudden, here comes the gunfight. It's like, doo beep doo pow <laughs> Suddenly, like, a, a shootout at the OK Corral out of nowhere. That's, uh, you know, that's the end of that scene. Bambi's a little older now. Seasons are changing. And uh, yeah. we jump from that very scary, serious scene immediately to as playful as we can be. There's, like, snow. There's ice. There's, yeah. like... <laughs> we're okay everybody right. like not the last time this film does that no but uh yeah we get uh snowfall bambi gets to uh <laughs> when he when he sees the snow uh i wrote down maybe this is a little kid voice actor again but bambi sounds so like redneck in this film all the time it's like he looks up and he's excited by the snow and he looks to his mom and goes what's all that white stuff <laughs> like it's ridiculous uh, this movie follows your, uh, it's sort of archetypal uh, four season storytelling here, like Bambi's born in the spring, when growth and birth happen or whatever, uh, we get to the winter, at first we're excited, look it's cute, it's snowy, that's fun, as we progress through the winter we notice, oh shit, there's no food left, right. we slowly watch all the leaves get eaten off the trees, Bambi uh, says he's starving or whatever by the end of it, his mother's death, spoilers, happens during the winter as <laughs> right. well. And um, then we get rebirth again mm-hmm. with a new story, basically, next spring. But even without, like, you can track the seasons in the forest here. Yeah. Uh, which, if you're watching the movie with a little, with a little kid, you can explain uh, how the seasons work, things you might notice that are different uh, 
in the seasons like look look you could yeah snow's fun but look those leaves are all disappearing right. and now the deer are hungry and it's kind of like a less direct uh circle of life kind of message of yeah time passes things change we start again uh you know fast forward 50 years and we get a big song about that instead and then hammer <laughs> it home throughout the whole film but, but yeah we get a fun little scene of bambi and thumper ice skating enjoying the snow another mini adventures of winnie the pooh connection here uh <laughs> Well, also, Thumper in general reminds me of Rue a lot in that movie. And uh, there's a scene where Rue and Tigger go ice skating, and it works about as well. Tigger's about as good as ice skating as uh, Bambi is here. Although I imagine hooves are pretty fucking hard to balance on ice with. After that, we are, we done, we're done ice skating, We uh, but we find a flower uh, sort of tucked away in a, in a little hollow log or something, and it's... Uh, He's hibernating, as skunks are wont to do, and they sort of have a little conversation with him. He explains that all us flowers sleep in winter, so he gets to be a non-presence for this uh, next couple of scenes. But then after this little snow conversation, we get sort of a deer pilgrimage through the snow. Uh, very similar to what we saw in Fantasia with the dinosaurs all looking for looking for food, because, you know, things are dying out. It's uh, that time of year. It's got to be a struggle, and uh, the struggle's real. We get to see the deer, you know, not any leaves to eat. They're eating the bark off the tree. And then even that goes on until we're doing trees that don't have any more bark. And it's like, we gotta we gotta get nervous here. And then uh, Bambi's like, when's winter gonna end? Or when's winter gonna end? Or however he talks. It's very country, even though no one else appears to be at home. <laughs> right. But, uh, but his lineage is. You know, he's, he's asking his mom about it. And mom is like a good mom answer of, it seems long, but it won't last forever. Which I think is a line that applies to like their whole mom son relationship. Like it raises the question: Does Bambi's mom know that she might die? What the <laughs> fuck face are you making? <laughs> Got me in the feelings. Oh, is that what that was? <laughs> but like, it, I don't know. It felt like, and then you sort of think about this. You know, obviously children not thinking about this, but you know, higher level like adults watching this, thinking about the story elements we've already been talking about of. Things change, circle of life, nervous about the meadow, like she sort of knows she's got to raise Bambi so that he can be ready on his own. Deadbeat dad. Right. And yeah, with that uh, with that line now, we get, you know, they finally find grass peeking up out of the like snow. They, they toy with your emotions again. Yeah. They get excited for yeah, grass things, spring. Things are hopeful. They it's run out into that meadow and then, uh-oh, <laughs> Bambi's mom knows she has like that silent deer in the headlights look of uh oh something's not right here and she realizes man is in the forest she tells bambi haul ass out of here we gotta go sort yeah. of like that yeah, yeah. so many words <laughs> well her lines he got are the actually, whole ass thumb. <laughs> her lines are actually much more heavy maybe i'm trying to oh i see you know uh camouflage how i felt about that because what she actually says is don't look back which mm. you know that's that's actually really sad <laughs> of it's like she knows Bambi's got to get to safety, but she doesn't, and she probably won't, and she doesn't want Bambi to see it. So, you know, it's it's a it's a heavy moment, and really the first kind of heavy moment like that we've had in a Disney movie so far. Like, I mean, Snow White and Pinocchio both died, but they were better in no time. Yeah, not not <laughs> that as, got better. Yeah, not not as serious as this. Right, and there was no like dealing with death yet in in the, the you know admittedly children's films that we've been watching so, so bambi far. runs and runs and runs eventually runs into his father right. uh who says the you know the, sort of the chilling lines perfectly delivered of yeah, yeah your mother can't be with you anymore 
long silence. Yeah, silence and just cold and snow. Right, silence staring at each other, then come, my son. Yeah. So, and then, you know, he's got to move on. Now, then, we get some weird things here. Like, the first grass of spring, uh, when Bambi's mom gets shot... Apparently that was fake spring, because we go right back <laughs> into winter, there's snow just everywhere, snowstorm, craziness. Right. Well, it's just a little, like, one thing was growing up. It was a fake out. Yeah. We get, but, like, right after that very heavy, uh, you know, scene, you know, mom's gone, baby's wandering around calling for her, dad says, your mother's dead, basically, and then they just silently walk away, and then we get, la, 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 dee, 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 dee. Let's sing a gay little spring song. (laughs) Flowers and birds. Where is flower for this song? Yeah, it would have been for many reasons. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Also, before we get to the song itself, though, uh, I like Bambi's father showing up, seeing this, making clear, you know, what's happened or whatever in that very dramatic uh, scene, if you don't think about it very much. Because (laughs) the hunters are there, they shoot the mom. Right. A baby doesn't go all that far. Yeah, um, the danger is still there, I guess. Yeah, and the dad is the one they would want out of this whole bunch Probably. with the huge... Uh, Antlers, the yeah, trophy. Like, but don't worry, those hunters are gone now. <laughs> you're, you're fine. Yeah. Come with me. I, I, yeah, and then the transition is just ridiculous. Yeah. And I, like, I get why they did it. You know, it's really heavy and hard to deal with. You know, for the children in the audience, and it's you know, gotta undercut that. But I, I hate it because it was such a powerful moment, and then now it's just happy smiles, right. everyone. Right. Nothing's fine, right. I and mean, everything's fine. Nothing's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's fine. That would be much darker. Like yeah, if you're doing be. our gay little sings, uh, uh, spring song, and mm-hmm. then it was like actually like this shit now. Yeah, and like this just before spring is you know rebirth and, and all right. of that. But uh, we also have a weird growth spurt from everybody. Like, Bambi's yeah. been around it for nearly like a year now. He's still stayed a small child Everybody aged like 10 right. years. Yeah, he stayed a child that whole time for a year. Then, boom, now he's, you know, a yeah. young adult. And they all right. did. Uh, Thumper, Flower. Right. Uh, and then back, it's not just the goofy, flowery, happy song. Uh it's also then we get the comedy with Old Man Owl again having ridiculous <laughs> fights with everybody before we even meet our characters again and seeing how they've grown. Uh, it's just total like, okay, we're happy. Now we got you laughing. Now, you know. And it's this is a trope throughout Disney film and most kids' films that deal with something like this. Like, then we follow it with the happy thing. But, uh, like, even like Lion King, you know, we see the dad's death. And it's like horrible. We hang on it onto it long enough, and then we run away, and then the wacky side characters Timon and Pumbaa come in. It's a little more smooth of a transition, and then it's like that's the part of the movie kids want to watch anyway. Is like here's the goofy fun, but uh, right. I mean those things uh, that that happens in Shakespeare plays too. True. Like you get your serious scenes or whatever, and then you right comic relief. Like that's where that term comes from. Is right. you know making the audience okay again, so you can go on with the story. Right, but I, I just some films do it better than others. <laughs> this one is just a punch in the gut. Right, but uh, but it's spring, and that means everybody's horny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, everyone's a teenager now. Bambi, Thumper. Uh, we meet Flower again. He's got his big dude voice oh now. okay I didn't know where you were going <laughs> sorry uh, but yeah and then this is where 
everyone's like, oh, yeah, we're grown up, bro. High five. And then, like, yeah, but we don't like girls, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Girls and this is where the Al explains, no, you do like girls. Yeah. You're all going to get Twitter-pated. <laughs> you're going to fall in love. And they're all like, ugh, girls are stupid. That won't happen to us. So, naturally, the rest of this movie is it happening to them. Like, and, and happening instantly to right. them. And this is where we get, like, here's the 1940s image of women. <laughs> Just giggle, giggle, flirt, flirts. Drag you away from your friends. <laughs> and so, yeah, Flower meets a girl skunk. He faints. Uh, that's one down. <laughs> Immediately afterwards, Thumper meets a girl bum- bunny. They're immediately love struck. They do some like freaky ear shit. I don't need to know about. She's pretty cute though. I get she it. is cute. Like you get it. I get it. <laughs> I understand. I yeah. see what happened. I see what happened there, Thumper. <laughs> but like she's like, like flapping his ear with her paw, and then like his little Thumper yeah. leg keeps yeah. going. Yeah, it's pretty kinky. Yeah, yeah. No, and then Bambi's alone, and like now you know we got to get. It was totally, It was nice to see Thumper and Flower again, I guess, but then. <laughs> They're pretty much gone for the rest of this film. Uh, and then we meet uh, Girl Bambi's back. She's all grown up as well. She has a name. Her name is Feline, right? Right. I wrote Feline, which <laughs> is, that's not a deer, it's a cat. Right. Uh, but now Bambi's terrified, uh, you know, because, you know, he's nervous around girls and she licks him some more. <laughs> right. And he. <laughs> she kisses him till he's not nervous anymore. Right. And then we get kind of a weird, it was a little like Pink Elephants on Parade bit out of nowhere. Yeah, I know. Bambi, I previously said that there wasn't really anything all that fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Bambi enters like a dreamlike state where he's just frolicking through some clouds. Like, you, that's what love is. Oh, yeah. If you've ever been Twitter-baited, you know that's exactly what happens. You frolic through the clouds together until a male rival comes out of nowhere. And Yeah. I don't remember this at all, but... Uh, yeah, uh, this, uh, you know, arrival. Uh, I wrote that he's overprotective. Like, maybe he already knew uh, Feline here and was like, hey, that's my girl. But I, the movie then didn't give the impression that he did. So I think it was just... Well, I think that's just nature. That's how it, nature it is. like. Yeah, nature's kind of rapey. One, so. <laughs> one female. Yeah. You know, we're not going to share her, so we kind right, of... One of us is going to out. Yeah. yeah, so we get a kind of a deer fight scene where the lighting goes all weird and, like, neon. And well... What they wanted to do here, and this is explained in the commentary that goes along with the movie. You did not watch the commentary. No, I, read, I read about it. <laughs> okay. And uh, what Walt's idea was, the colors would be a certain color when Bambi was losing the fight. Huh. Uh, blue or uh, yellow, I think. And then when he was winning, it would be have that pink outline to it. So so you could watch the fight, and then whatever color was in the background, you could tell hmm. which one was winning. I wish I picked up on that, because I couldn't tell right. which right. deer was which. <laughs> if you don't have that in mind, then you're just, where the hell are they fighting? I'm some right. sort of laser tag board. <laughs> um, some sort of black light area of the forest where they're fighting. Right. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, I did like the... Uh, Sort of the creative direction of that, you know. It, I guess yeah, it's to the tension, yeah. And we just sort of eased into it, I guess, with the dreamlike cloud uh, frolicking a minute ago. So now it's like, you know, love struck feelings versus like hate and fighting, and like it, it felt sort of like a theater thing too, just you know, different lighting for whatever. But uh, yeah, Bambi sends the rival deer tumbling off a cliff and wins the girl i guess because that's how relationships are formed uh i'd like to just reiterate my point about again about women not being well represented in this movie (laughs) then we get another song from the chorus here uh it's titled i bring you a song it's not memorable at all (laughs) like neither none of them have been so far but uh 
Bambi and Feline frolic through the Twilight Meadow, and we're happy, and then we fade out, and they bone, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, sort of mimicking the scene before, then, you know, we cut to uh, Bambi and Feline are both asleep, and Bambi raises his head and, like, has that kind of look around, uh, gotta go investigate, and he feels like there might possibly be more men in the forest, and it seems like walking around and looking at this shit is a good way to get yourself shot, you know? <laughs> Bambi, uh, I guess he'd rather be the one that does that than have them find Feline, so he goes to investigate. Sees a campsite in the distance uh, with a fire pit, and then sort of like uh, his dad just kind of apparates next to him. <laughs> dad has not been a presence at all in this film since Bambi grown up. Yeah, I guess so, but now he's like, uh-oh, there's men in the forest. What are you going to do about it, Bambi? And it just fades Flower is strangely okay with this, but... <laughs> oh, men in the forest, you see? <laughs> He explains that the men in the forest are back and that there are many this time and then uh, says all the forest creatures need to hide deep within the forest and then they, they he takes off and doesn't help his son at all. Just, okay, we gotta go. And Bambi's like, no, we gotta go find Feline. Like, my girl's back there, Dad. And now, this time when men are in the forest, uh, birds everywhere warning, wah, wah, warning everybody that the men are there. Where the fuck were these birds when Bambi's mom was getting shot? Yeah. That man, fucking ninja man, came out of nowhere <laughs> and killed her. Well, killer. one man is harder to hear than a group. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Right. And, uh, I don't know. It's kind of like... The point is, fuck birds. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's kind of like a, a, you know, a Jurassic Park logic gap here. Like, early in the film... You know, we get the water scene every time there's a, a you know a T-Rex, step, T-Rex step into the film. T-Rex sneak attack. Like, <laughs> shouldn't be possible. Right. No one knew he was there, but, you know. Well, they were just so wrapped up in what they were doing. T-Rex face turn. Yeah. <laughs> Call uh, <it. laughs> But yeah, so Bambi goes back and tries to uh, get to Feline, trying to save her. She wakes up on her own, can tell something is wrong, and can tell Bambi's not there. So she takes off in an opposite direction, looking for him, and now we're completely separated. So you know, we see like all the other uh, critters seeking refuge here in the tall grass. We get one dumbass bird that panics. And it's well, I like, thought that was pretty dark, though. Like It was, you, yeah. You get death in Disney every now and then. This is an animal that was literally just talking to right. us, and then like... It's, it, like an animal that knew death was coming and didn't know what to do and right. inadvertently mm-hmm. cause it because she's like sort of like trench warfare yeah. bird here yeah kind of like because the birds are all panicking they're like we need to stay low we need to stay hidden and this one's like keeps looking over her shoulder I probably shouldn't turn my head like that when I'm talking <laughs> to a microphone but it keeps looking over her shoulder and is like uh oh I feel like I should fly. We got to get out of here. What are we doing hiding? Like, we got to go. And they're like, no, stay hidden. No, we got to, I got to go. I got to, and she's like flies off into the sky and then patang, gunshot again. <laughs> I, um, admittedly not much of a hunter, but Neither I think that most people, when they go hunting, they're hunting for a specific thing. Yeah, this just seems like a murder spree. <laughs> Holes are killing indiscriminately. But it's a bird? Fuck it. Fuck a rabbit? Boom. This is this is just the NRA came to the forest, basically. Like, just shoot any Forest massacre. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then it, because of that, like, there's some serious, serious shit going on here. It's like, we see animals fleeing, and then we'll just see, like, and then, you know, bird falls, or, like, explosion where a bird is just standing. Uh, you know, it's... It's, it's heavy stuff. It's seriously like a war scene out of nowhere. Right. So the men are not just there. They also have brought their wild-ass uh, attack dogs with them. Yeah. Uh, but but they're uh, apparently pussies because Bambi <laughs> kicks their ass. He does. Like, well, the, the dogs corner Feline and 
like right. they look rush her up scary and terrifying. Yeah, and then, and then gets Bambi his can of spinach and kicks their bowling ass. pins yeah. and sends them all flying. And uh, yeah, it's it, you know it, it's a more of a fight than that. But the dogs, it's like ten dogs versus one deer. Right. So the he, deer he wins. destroys them and then gets shot. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, Bambi. Uh, he they escape up a crumbly cliff, and Bambi makes like a leap of faith between two different uh, cliff faces. But he gets clipped by a bullet on the way down, and it's like, oh, down. Like, I, you know, it's a pretty tense scene there. But uh, Bambi kind of goes to, like, the John Cena school of selling, where he's, like, he's really hurt. Then his dad comes by and is like, get up, get up, get up. His dad comes by and is like, rub some dirt on it, you pussy. Yeah, and it works because he's like, oh, I'm hurt, I'm hurt, I'm fine for the rest of this film. (laughs) Meanwhile, a random forest fire starts because men are just terrible, I guess. Yeah, just the destruction that men bring with them. Plot convenience forest fire. A bit. Well, it's not more convenient than let's kill all the animals for fun. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, fire is spreading. And again, the dangers of man. Smokey the bear, you guys. Like, only you can prevent this. Put out your fires. So, yeah, Coach Dad tells Bambi to get up. And he does this by yelling, get up, like 40 times. And then tells him to follow him. Uh, You know, the the fire's right behind them. It's, you know, tense. He's got to get away. Uh... They jump off a waterfall to escape the flames, and then everything's fine, basically. <laughs> it's like, we jump. We it, I thought there was still going to be more tension, but uh, nope. then we cut to an island where all the animals are taking refuge. Feline made it there all right. We didn't get to see that, but she's on the lookout for Bambi, and Bambi and Dad Bambi come swimming up just fine. Uh, you know, the scene fades with them looking on to the, the ruined forest, and it's like, uh-oh, where do we go from here? And then we don't see where they go from here. Should we just cut back and everything's fine? Like the forest recovers. The owl is sleeping again. Thumper and Thumper's kids come running up, as do Flower and Flower's kids. Uh, Flower named his kid Bambi, so that was kind of well, cute. kind of sweet. Yeah. Uh, no sign of girl Thumper. Mm-hmm. No sign of girl Thumper or girl Flower here because they were plot devices and not characters well, as at all. We've already true, but as we've already <laughs> seen, you know, fathers and mothers don't spend any time with each other in the I forest. Guess so they clearly they spend some time to make the kids, I suppose. But then once they are made, you are not allowed. Maybe that's why Bambi's dad was so judgy with Bambi. He was <laughs> looking down on his son for wanting to spend time with his woman. Like, what do you mean we got to go back and get her? Like, what the <laughs> hell, man? Maybe Bambi's dad is that. like Ricky Bobby's dad. <laughs> so I. Think Sure. That's pretty fitting. Uh, and then, yeah, the scene mirrors the opening scene where all the critters are running up to see the new baby, and then it turns out it's twins. Uh, Bambi and Feline had some twins. I assume they're the main characters of Bambi, too. Right. <laughs> but Bambi not spending time with his woman here either. He's up yeah. on the cliff. With... <laughs> he's, he's a top pride rock there. Right. Posing yeah. just like his dad did. Changing of the seasons, moving on, that kind of Posing shit. Posing with his dad, right? Isn't his dad there? With yeah, his dad's yeah. there, too. I think he's up there first, and then his dad like walks up and joins yeah. behind him, and yeah, we see the sons. Good job, the son. You didn't want to hang out with that family anyway. Basically, yeah, yeah. I don't know, kind of some mixed messages there, but that is see vicious cycle of deadbeat dads. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Kids, kids that don't have dads grow up to be deadbeat dads. There you go. But that's the end of the film. Uh, cut to the credits. Uh, actually, I'd probably not because the credits come at the beginning of all these films. But Cut to the <clears> end. <throat> right. <laughs> cut to the, the screen that says the end. Uh, final thoughts. Uh, again, I, you know, I got into this at the beginning, but it feels like a much smaller film than the others we've been covering so far. But I don't think that's a detriment. Like It's small in scale, but it's competent. Like It doesn't have the wacky characters and sing-alongs. It doesn't have the... 
uh, you know, crazy ambition of Fantasia, but it was, here's a story of life in the forest, and it delivers that story in a way that's engaging, if not particularly memorable after the fact. Like, I, I enjoyed watching it, but I sort of feel like three days from now, I'm not, you know, if it's going to be like before, I'm not going to remember most of it. But uh, I don't know if I agree with that part. I, I really like this movie a lot. Yeah. Uh, but you're right about the scaled downness of it, the minimalist rightness of it. It uh, has less than a thousand words of dialogue uh, in the whole movie. And I guess there are periods where it's just like animals doing cute shit. We don't need them to talk. And then Bambi's dialogue, <laughs> like you don't really need a whole lot of words. There. No, and I think it does well with that. Like, it felt kind of like a Fantasia story with a little bit of dialogue. Yeah. Which probably would have improved several Fantasia stories. Mm-hmm. But uh, you get the minimalism without full-blown <laughs> no talking. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd say we both enjoyed this film. Uh, I'm not sure how much of a, you know, a great Disney film I'd call it. Which, uh, I guess, we'll, we'll get into that. Because I think the... <clears throat> While I enjoyed the small scale, very much so, I think that works against a lot of the things we're grading it on, and a lot of the things people remember Disney movies for. Like, Scar is not a small villain. Like, he is no, over the true. top and memorable. Same for, like, Jafar. Ursula. Ursula, very much so. And, like, that, it's all going to be dealing with that, with this uh, grading rubric we work with. But, like, uh, you know, the first thing we look at is the the matters, the plots, uh... And, like, small does not equal bad. Like, I definitely felt more for these characters than I did most of the other characters we've seen. Uh, like, I cared about their struggles, and I was concerned for their safety. And it's, like, that kind of, like, that's, that's, I mean, that's competence. That's competent filmmaking. And it's really, that's, that's alone is worth three points. Uh, I didn't have all good things to say about it. I mean, the pacing is kind of weird and feels like the film could have been stronger if it was, like, half an hour longer. Uh, you know, Bambi grows up and then there's like 15 minutes of film left. But at the same time, uh, you know, like none of that is important as having characters that I'm invested in. So three points for that. I think the movie, I also gave it a three, but I think the movie that this best pairs with Disney-wise is Lion King. Yeah. And like Lion King narratively is just a stronger version of this movie. Like I agree with that. uh, Because yes, this is Bambi's journey into adulthood, but, like, you don't have a Rafiki character, like, telling him what he's got to do to become an adult. True. And you don't have something he's got to... It's not, like... Or if you want to go to Star Wars, it's not Luke has to face Vader before he can... Right. He doesn't have that. Like, villain, his goal is just don't yeah. die. Like, yeah, his antagonist is just the outside world. Right. Kind of like Pinocchio Because man is dangerous, but and, but, and he's the right. villain, but he doesn't... But it's not centralized into, a like, a person Bam, Bambi knows that, like... Right, and his goal is not to defeat man. He never will defeat right. man. His goal is yeah. to not die today, which right. is a perfectly good goal to have in life. So. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. We try not to Not die today. today. <laughs> it's like a Game of Thrones thing. Yeah, what do we say to the god of death? But, uh, so yeah, three points for you there, too. Okay. You lost me on the Game of Thrones thing. I didn't I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, it was like when in Rome. I was like, well, what do you say? Like, <laughs> there's how many gods are there? There's only one god, the god of death. And what do we say to the god of death? Not today. Sirio oh, okay. Pharrell is a, a sword fighting teacher, and he tells Arya this. She's a little girl huh. who wants to grow up and be a badass sword fighter. It's first season, man. <laughs> I've watched like three episodes. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I had a similar uh, experience with the expression uh, uh, hope in one hand or 
wish in one hand, wand in one hand. It has berries, right. uh, uh, which I'd never heard before when I first got with my then girlfriend and, and now wife. Uh, <laughs> where she was like, well, hope in one hand. And I was like, what? <laughs> Go on. And, and shit in the other. Wait, what? Why would you do that? <laughs> what? <laughs> and see which one fills up first. Oh, okay. That's a good expression. I'm going to use that. Win and roll. <laughs> so next up, uh, you want to do Meanie next? Uh, sure. Because we got into that a little bit with Blot. The Meanie is man who never appears on screen. So, you know. But his, his presence is known. Like, he makes it known pretty hardcore. One of few villains that actually manages to succeed in killing something. Like, most Disney villains Part of that is how short there. his goal was kill anything at all. <laughs> that moves. So. But he causes a major shakeup in the plot, and uh, you know that's where at some points I I only gave him two, but uh, I, I gave him three largely because of the aura and presence, yeah. and, and all that. It's like Shere Khan, uh, yeah. in Jungle Book. Like the characters talk about Shere Khan for a good forty minutes before he shows up on screen, and you feel like how scary he is. But that's another way of like outside danger being centralized right. into one character. But then he gets to show up and actually be yeah. scary. So it's more like these men. <clears throat> I don't know that yeah. any of them themselves are actually scary right. like their guns are it's and just a different way to ineptitude and starting a forest fire <laughs> it's just sort of a different strategy of uh storytelling there so three three for me yeah music uh good score shitty original songs so uh I, I gave it two i was pleased with the overall musical presence but uh like i found it very playful and the music at the same time the music knows like when it's time to shut up mm-hmm. like uh, when Bambi's mom dies, it's fucking silent, and I love so much about that. But at the same time, it's a Disney song scale. <laughs> we want to find the best Disney songs, and there's no Disney songs in this film, so it's got to come up a little short. That's not me talking bad about the, uh, you know, the music in the film. It got an Oscar, and I think it deserved it because it was really good. But on our scale, two points for me. I mean, you're right about the the original songs and about it not feeling like, well, if it's a Disney song, there should be like something you can follow the bouncing ball and sing <laughs> along with. And drip, 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 little April shower is not really like that. It's not going to do it. But uh, I feel like the music and the, the scenery, the artwork of this movie uh, are almost characters themselves. They're that... Uh, they're that... Uh, it does feel like a chorus... From like Greek plays and stuff. Yeah, so. and and they they draw you into the story and like they add so much to the scenes themselves. I gave music a three. Um, I, I couldn't give it any higher than that because like the reasons you said, yeah. there's not a, a show stopping number to go with it or anything. Yeah. So you got straight threes so far. <laughs> yeah. Talking about the music though, uh, one thing we we'll want to talk about while we do these early Disney movies is the music is very much rooted in classical music like we're using an orchestra yeah, definitely there's no real pop influence in it at all uh this is the 40s jazz is a thing but jazz is not a thing in disney movies. <laughs> that's true yeah. we have very much uh art- artistic think, lofty music yeah. at this point i don't think that changes until we get to like maybe the 60s uh yeah. it's like jungle book the vultures are meant to be like the beatles uh Pop culture kind of right, and like Arist- Aristocats, uh, you get yeah. all the jazz, <clears throat> jazzy musician, musicians. Yeah, same for like 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, sort of get Relativeville is yeah is jazzy, uh, but even uh, and then you know so with current Disney movies, a lot of the songs are not even necessarily current, like uh, current thirty years ago, <laughs> current, current like not 
Beauty and the Beast, but like post that, I guess like Lion King, yeah, you have songs, but they sound like poppy. Like yeah, they sound like a uh, circle of life uh, is very much. Yeah, can you feel the love tonight? Yeah. Like these aren't in the same like category with. Can you paint with all the colors of the wind? Right, <laughs> with these like sort of orchestral. Um, yeah. So, so it's interesting to, to see watch that shift. transition yeah. through the years. That's I mean that's part of the reason of the podcast is seeing like how the films. The film style sort of changed with the times. Right, so. the mise en scène. Yeah, the mise en scène. Uh, I think I moved some of my musical direction praise over to here because that sort of fits. Yeah. Uh, also, big improvement in animation quality. Bambi's pretty adorable. Uh, I wouldn't say anything in this category is like a knockout, but it was a you know, four out of five. I give it five out of five. Yeah. I thought the uh, you know the the forest is so well done, so beautiful. Plus, you add in the the charm of the music and the like, all the little animal yeah. cute shit that happens yeah. along the way. It's um, cute shit, but none of it's like pandering. I didn't feel right. Like, yeah. It's not like Thumper walks out and slips on a banana peel or some shit. Right. And or even like, like the backgrounds, like the squirrels and yeah. the birds, and yeah. Uh, so yeah, I gave it a five. I thought uh, just fantastic. Cool. Uh, the message. I really liked the message of this film because it's. Distinct for one major reason, it is a pro-environmental message that accomplishes something that most prior pro-environmental messages don't, in that it's subtle. Like, right. <laughs> it's, it's not it's Fern not, Gully yeah. or Captain they Planet. They paint their red X's on there, and it helps the trees get better. <laughs> it's, uh, like, it's not rubbing your nose in the horrible man versus the natural world message. It just right. tells you a story about a happy forest and then shows you the destruction that man brings everywhere. And then it trusts the audience to draw its own conclusions about that, which is very, like, it's it's impressive that they were, like, restrained from that. So I'd say four out of five. Uh, yeah, me too, for the same reasons. Also, they do try to work in some morals <coughs> along the way. True, yeah. Thumper, uh, sort of taking a, a bit Eat of your a vegetables. Gym. Right, even though he's, like... Uh, regretting having to share these messages because right. he doesn't necessarily uh, enjoy them himself. But he gets to be the Jiminy Cricket voice in this of the can't say anything nice and the eat your vegetables and right. uh, all those types of lessons. Um, I feel like this movie uh, would be one, like if you had a child that you would want to watch with them. Because I feel like you could teach a lot with this movie. Yeah, like probably. Those, kind, those kinds of lessons, uh, the seasons, the... Teach them about death. Food chain. <laughs> All those sorts like, of things. Yeah, like, yeah. It can happen. You know, like out of nowhere, you know, you're one second later, you know, your mom's gone, and you're not going to see her ever again. That's a little strong. <laughs> I think you would want to say there are things that are dangerous in the world. Maybe, like maybe that's the lesson you'd want to go with, and not yeah, your parents could die at any moment. Um, <laughs> but uh, the movie kind of does show that, and it's like, but but it also shows the follow up of life moves on, and you'll be fine, right? Yeah. Maybe not fine, but maybe <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't mention his mom ever again. Uh, so yeah, magic. Uh, I thought the magic was kind of a weird way to grade because I feel like the magic category is uh, essentially asking like, what's the film's strongest, most quintessential moment? Like you said uh, in the past, like breaking the film down into a gif, basically. Right. And with Bambi, it's weird because it's not a happy moment. It's like the strongest moment is easily his mother's death and like, the you know the conversation with his dad afterwards but that's weird to call that magical because it's a very heavy scene uh, and you know that's the scene that sticks with you but i, I don't know I think I, there are other things that stick too like the the twitter payton and the 
the you can't say anything nice and the, all that it's, kind of stuff. Um, but it's not like a magical forest and it's not like characters that you like ridiculous uh, caricatures that you remember. I, I don't know. It's like the small scaleness of this I felt didn't have much of the Disney magic going for it, which again, I like the small scaleness. <laughs> not every film I watch has to be over the top Disney, but when you're grading over the top Disney, uh, I gave it two points. Two for magic. Uh, well, I gave it four. So okay. I thought it was Suit yourself. very magical, very memorable. I feel like it is a film that would stick with you. Now, part of that could be because I watched a lot more as a child than you did. Yeah. So I have a lot more of the like nostalgia built in for it than you do. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I didn't as a kid. <laughs> and I did watch Lion King all the fucking time. So maybe I'm like, maybe I just would rather watch that. Because that, like you said, gives you like the same kind of lessons but it also gives you you know a story of redemption and like you know rebirth of a forest and or um, not really a forest rebirth of the lions at the end you know everything heroic rise top pride rock you know all that which you know feels more magical to me but i don't know nothing to say <laughs> so four points for you yeah four points okay so Stick it with it <laughs> Feel free. I mean, I'm not changing mine either, so it's not the point. It's a, the point is discussion. So yeah, I can uh, I can tell you are gonna end up with a higher score here than I did. Uh, totaling mine up, I ended up with 17, uh, 17 Twitter paid a deer out of thirty, which which puts it puts it tied. Uh, if you recall, I gave Fantasia seventeen points, but the magic rating tiebreaker is what we're using. Uh, this is the first instance of a tie in this rubric that we're using, but. Uh, the tiebreaker is our magic rating, and I gave Fantasia a higher magic, uh, which I stand by. I think it feels, you know, with all Fantasia's faults, it feels more like a magical Disney film than Bambi does. So because of that, on the magical scale, uh, that puts Bambi in fourth. But again, I enjoyed this film much more than I thought I was going to. So like you said, I think it would be a great film to show children growing up and things like that. I would you know, whenever I do have kids, I feel like it'd be a good one to share with them, sit down and watch. But it's not going to be near the top of my <laughs> most Disney films list. Still at the top of that list right now is Snow White. So, uh, doing some math over there? No, but I got distracted. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, no, when you total mine up, uh, it, it's 22, huh? 20, 22 indiscriminate killers out of, uh, <laughs> out of 30. Yeah, okay. Which is just one point behind Snow White, which is wow. the leader on my board. So mine is Snow White, Bambi. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I think Pinocchio was next, then Fantasia, then Dumbo. I forgot to write Pinocchio. We're going to redo okay. this in just a second. <laughs> sure thing. Well, looking at my rankings is... Uh, yeah, Pinocchio got 20 and a half, so yeah, it's next. My rankings right now, Snow White, Pinocchio, Fantasia, Bambi. Distant, distant, distant fifth of Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh... So if you look at mine, Snow White's got 23, Bambi's got 22, Pinocchio 20 and a half, Fantasia 18, Dumbo 11 and a half. And so uh, that's the order we've got ours in. To keep ourselves honest, I also have the Rotten Tomato list. Yeah. Uh, how, how does Rotten Tomatoes weigh in on Bambi? Is it as universally loved as Pinocchio? No. It uh, Naturally, as a movie that I really like, Rotten Tomatoes has the lowest score on this one so far of the ones that we've done. Really? A 92. Like, it's not terrible. Oh, okay, yeah, it's not low. But compared to these others, like That's 100 true. for Pinocchio, 97 for Snow White and Dumbo, right. 96 for Fantasia, 92 Bambi. Um, 
So it's in last place for them, even though it's in second for me and yeah. third, fourth for you, third. What did you say? Uh, fourth, but it's a close one. We've been so to get down to tie. But yeah, that's unfortunate. It is, but I would like to watch that again more than these others. Maybe Pinocchio. I'm looking back on Pinocchio better than I originally was. Yeah, we were too hard on it because we hadn't watched Dumbo at that point. Right, but still at the top, I find most magical for me was Snow White's, and nothing else has been that close, but, you know, we'll see where we go from here. Uh, so we've done five now. How about we that? Like, we'll just have ourselves on no the back. No one's heard any of these yeah, yet because we haven't released any, but <laughs> we've done five and we're ready to launch not to soon. toot our own horn, but toot toot. Yeah, little yeah. toot. <laughs> That's coming up. Yeah. Uh, where we are right now is uh, in the timeline, there's an interesting sort of break here. Uh, Bambi came out in 1943, and then the next however many years, I didn't look at those dates, uh, Disney sort of spread out, possibly because of the, you know, the budget issues from films not returning the, uh, you know, not making back the money that went into them during this whole World War II thing that was going on. Uh, So, yeah, they, rather than releasing any of the big feature length, uh, you know, large scale things, they sort of scaled down and they released six, they released six smaller films, which... They're not going to be like what we've been reviewing so far. They're going to be more like Saturday morning cartoons. (laughs) So we're still not entirely sure how we're going to release those. You'll find out when we do, I guess, because we'll... You'll see whatever right. gets uploaded. We have never, we've never watched any of these before. Yeah, which will be interesting. Uh, but from what I understand about them, they're more like compilations of smaller cartoons. Right. Animated shorts. Yeah. Things like that. I know if you anyone had a tape of Mickey and the Beanstalk growing up, that appears in, I think, Fun and Fancy Free, we said, which is fourth out of these. The The films are Saludos Amigos, Three Caballeros, Make Mine Music, Fun and Fancy Free, Melody Time, and The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. So we don't really know what to expect with those. Uh, I don't think we're going to be grading them on our official rubric, but I think we're going to put out like a general discussion episode or two or three or however many, uh, just sort of going through what happens in these films and talking about them. And then, you know, when, when we're done with them, we, uh, you know, well, I guess we'll treat them kind of like a bonus episode and then we'll jump back in with, uh, uh, the next major release is going to be Cinderella, so that'll be a big one. Uh, I know, like you said before, that was one of your favorites growing up. It was, yeah, since I wasn't burdened with the boy movie, girl movie uh, dichotomy. I have grown up a lot since then. I don't know why I suppressed that so much as a kid. (laughs) We do not have a problem watching love stories now. Cinderella, Cinderella, night and day it's Cinderella. I never really cared about Gus Gus that much. I know you guys liked him, but not me. Big fan. Big fan of Cinderella. We'll see how things go when we get to that one, and we'll see how things go with these next six. Uh, If you're interested in keeping up with us, we haven't officially, you know, released them or anything yet, but we are uploading these to, uh, you know, these podcasts to both YouTube and SoundCloud. Those will be our main platforms going forward, and then when we get to iTunes, we'll be sure to tell you all about it, tell you to hit the subscribe button and all that fun stuff the other podcasts do. We'll be coming... We'll put all our social media information yeah. uh, on those pages as well. If you, you know, we'll be starting that up soon as well. And then uh, hopefully we'll start getting sponsors and we can tell you all about like onit.com right. and <laughs> the Dallas Shave Club and whatever the fuck else. But uh, yeah, that's about all we got. All we got right now. Uh, so until then, uh, you know, that was Bambi. I'm Jake. I'm Justin. And uh, we're dudes watch Disney. Uh, hope you stick with us. We're going through kind of a tunnel here. 
see on the other side. And we don't know what we're going to find out along the way. Did you want to tell them the lesson you learned uh, as we were making this about when you search for Bambi on the internet? Uh, how you want to be careful, like that you get Disney results? Yeah, sure. Uh, this will be this will be a post. This will be our post credits ending here. Uh, yeah, uh, not exactly getting all these films in a legal way since I don't own all of them. Searching for Bambi on a torrent site kind of dangerous. Make sure you got your safe search on because you will find much different results. And then I had to search for Bambi Disney instead to make sure. But uh, I think Easter Egg Pussy Hunt was one of them. I don't. I don't even know what that is. I don't want to know. I never mind. Goodbye. Yeah. Porn should have very fucking specific titles, man. Make it very clear what you're gonna see. An Easter Egg Pussy Hunt does not do that. What am I gonna see? <laughs>